What's up, everybody? I am Travis. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome back to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Same weekly podcast is brought to you by Freaknet Studios. Guys, go to FreakNetStudios.com and check out all the amazing podcasts that are associated with the Freaknet Studios brand. Do it. I found something out. As uh, I've been doing this whole, like, Freaknet Studio plug thing at the very beginning. Yeah? I don't know why I can't say weekly. It's like I'm saying weeking. I don't know why. I never noticed. I have. Several times. And in my head, I'm like, okay, make sure you say it right. Make sure you say it right. And I still don't say it right. I don't know why. Because when we used to plug... Yeah, I mean, like, when we sit there and, like, you know, in the beginning, and I sit there, like, the same weekly podcast is brought to you by Firefly Bar and Grill, Dapper Ties, Audible, Ball Wash. I can say weakling. See? Weakling. There we go. See? Oh, yeah, there it is. Can't even fucking do it. God. Anyways. Guys, um, to kind of, uh, stay within theme of, uh, what we brought to you last week, uh, we're bringing back another guest from the past. Uh, it's been about three years since we had this guest come on. And, uh, again, to stay with the theme, also a creator of, uh, comics. Uh, and that's another thing, Joe, that you're gonna have to kind of, uh, clear up for me. Um, the stories that CJ Stando put out, uh, Rebirth of a Gangster, Beowulf, uh, today we're gonna talk to, uh, Jordan Trokey. <clears throat> uh, he was back, he was on our show back in 2017, uh, for Fallen Manga Studios. I do believe, uh, uh, it's called something different now and like all the new projects he has going on. Are these still considered comics or is there a, a different term for them? That's a really tough question. I think talking with CJ, it sounds like he would consider his a comic. Uh, but he also sometimes refers to them as graphic novels. So I guess just, it's like, I suppose it's just a it's a comic, but it's like usually longer. Yeah, well, and that's and that's what I was trying to figure out because I mean, like these these releases of these stories and everything, like they're released in like X multiple chapters, like right. novels. So I didn't know if it was like an animated novel or whatever term you just used, graphic novel, yeah. um, because comics are, you know, like an issue. It's it's an individual issue to get released. Right. So. Maybe that's something Jordan wants to clarify. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to ask him that. Yeah, so we'll have him on here shortly uh, to do uh, our interview stuff that we do. Uh, but before we do that, we have to uh, dive into um, what freaking happened this week. Indeed we do. I'm going to go first, Joe. Please do. All right. Now, I'm excited to do this one because there's been uh, a lot of issues in society lately. And, uh, I found this very interesting. And I knew this happened. I said no happened this week. But I'm very interested. I'm very, very happy to, uh, share this. Um, Civil War. First African American to earn the Medal of Honor. Oh, nice. July 18th, 1863. Uh, during the assault on Fort Wagner in Charleston, South Carolina, former slave and Union Sergeant William Harvey Kearney despite serious wounds, struggled across the battlefield carrying the Union flag. For his actions, he was awarded the Medal of Honor in 1900. His citation reads, When the color sergeant was shot down, 
This soldier grasped the flag, led the way to the par- parapet. Parapet. I parapet sounds right. Yep. And planted the colors thereon. When the troops fell back, he brought off the flag under a fierce fire in which he was twice severely wounded. Although, although he was the Although his were the first actions for which a Medal of Honor was awarded to an African-American, he wasn't awarded his medal until 1900, during which time other African-Americans have received their award for actions which occurred after his uh, heroics. It is believed he escaped slavery via the Underground Railroad. This battle is portrayed in the film Glory, 1989. I believe that's the uh, Washington movie, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So... A little fun fact. I know, uh, I know, especially within the last, uh, month and so of all the, uh, George Floyd, uh, Chop, or Chaz, whatever, uh, Chop, I think it was, uh, renamed it was both. to. It was different times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just all, all the, um, the, uh, what, how, how do you describe Unrest? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, I was going to go with uneasiness, but unrest, uh, sounds, uh, sounds, sounds perfect. Uh, be- between, between the protests, between the rioting, Completely different groups of people. Not saying it's the same people because it's not. Protests uh, are doing their thing, and uh, the uh, rioters are doing their thing. Um, it's nice to kind of remember some of these moments where African Americans did, uh, you know, step up for a country that they believed in and uh, were awarded a Medal of Honor that they deserved for doing what they did. Yes, yeah, that's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Plus, I'm a huge fan of the Civil War. I just like, I just like the history of war, uh, in America, the Revolutionary War, uh, the French Indian War, War of 1812. I just like, it's, it's just fascinating, like, the evolution of what our nation went through and, you know, just that stuff. But, yeah. Apparently that's not good anymore. I don't fucking know. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't. <laughs> it I don't. Weekly. I don't, yeah, and I don't get, like, see, the thing is, like, I spent a lot of time on my PlayStation, like, playing, like, fucking baseball or watching Netflix and shit, but the news is always on my television whenever I flip off to the different, uh, fucking, uh, HDMI, so, maybe okay. I should just watch that one day. I don't know. I, I legitimately don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so distrusting of, of any sort of cable news anymore. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did see that, uh, President Trump and the President of Mexico did, uh, meet this week. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I know very little about that. I thought it was weird that it happened. <laughs> I was surprised it happened because I thought both sides weren't getting along. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's um, exactly what I thought. Yeah, and, and until until I actually read in or just do what I normally do and just ask elderly people who have more knowledge of it, like my Jima and my father, hey, what's going on with this? I'd ask Sherry, but I know her answers, and uh, <laughs> I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying they're very, very biased, and you're not going to get the whole story. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Not, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah at, least, at least if I talk to Dad or I talk to my grandma, they... Give me a basic understanding of what's going on. I do nice. know they signed some kind of agreement. I'm not sure what it is. I'm sure the gray area is going to cover it uh, in this week's or next week's show or, you know, whatever. But um, it's cool. I mean, it, it, it shows progress. Uh, I do know that uh, in the glimpse, in the, in the short period uh, window between me 
turning to the channel and turning off the TV, it was the second uh, world leader that visited the United States since this whole pandemic thing. So, oh dang, yeah, so cool for visitations. Hopefully, there's yeah. some common grounds and everything. And who knows, maybe uh, you know, fingers crossed, they'll uh, you know not tell us not to worry about paying them back the money we borrowed from them. <laughs> That'd be good. Right, but anyways, what uh, what happened this week uh, that you found interesting? I uh, I had a similar sort of thing, although uh, overseas. Mm, gotcha. Um, I I always forget about this until it comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, July fourteenth is Bastille Day, which is uh, it's a French holiday, um, celebrating the uh, the time during the French Revolution back. It was July fourteenth, seventeen eighty nine, um, when the um, French revolutionaries stormed the Bastille, which is the, um, it was the, the main prison for political prisoners in Paris. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they basically burned the thing down and freed every single political prisoner. And, um, it wasn't, you know, it's, it's, it's very similar to, uh, uh, it's kind of like their independence day. So it was, uh, even though, even though other things had happened before that, it was like the turning of the tide for the French Revolution. And so from there on out they they really moved toward democracy and uh and all the stuff that that we cherish and and that they cherish as well. So um yeah, so they they celebrate that every year and uh it's neat. It's a neat thing that happened. Nice. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about it. <laughs> no, I was like, well, and that's and that's one of the cool things about us doing this uh this segment for this season is we're learning I at least I'm learning more about the events that happened in our country, not only in our country, but even in our world. Like it's one of the things that, like, I, I probably learned it in high school, but uh, yeah, I only ever remember really hearing about it when I was in my French class in high school. I don't remember it coming up in even world history, which is weird. I don't know. Yeah, it was important because, like, they they were inspired by our revolution. That's one of the reasons that they. They revolted. It was for the same reason that we did. You know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, Joe, um, I believe I found uh, Jordan's uh, Skype. Nice. So let's go ahead. We'll uh, we'll plug sponsor, and then uh, when we come back from that, we can catch up with uh, Jordan uh, Trokey. Sweet. Excellent. You want you want you want to say plug time? You want, you want to go plug? I mean, you yelled it last week, and I loved it. <laughs> Plugs. I knocked my microphone over as I said it. <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by BallWash.com. Now it's no secret that the man's most prized possession also happens to be the most sensitive part of his body. Balls are prone to sweat, odor-causing bacteria, and irritation. Upgrade your balls game with quality products formulated to keep your skin healthy and fresh. Guys, that is where BallWash.com comes in. Go to BallWash.com right now. Check out the variety of products they have, as well as kits and subscriptions they have available for you. And when you hit that checkout button and you go to pay for that order, make sure you use the promo code FREAKNET. That's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. At checkout, it will save you 15% on your entire order. That's right, ballwash.com. When it comes to your sack, they got your back. All right, guys, it's been about three years 
since we had Jordan Trokey on our podcast. Uh, Jordan, uh, thank you for uh, being back with us. And I'm really sorry that it's been so long since we had an opportunity to talk with you. Hey, man, it's it's no problem. Time flies, right? So It does, absolutely. Glad, <laughs> glad to be back. Yeah, and uh, it, it's customary on the podcast to uh, throw all the blame on uh, Joe. So yep. this is on him. No, it's all my fault. It, Joe, me and yeah. you are going to fight later. <laughs> God, I had it coming. So. Right? I hope it's like Rock of Sockham Robot-like. I like it. You can tape it and put it on YouTube. We'll become yeah, if you really catch there. me right in the chest, my head flies up six feet. It's wild. <laughs> nice. We'll make it happen. Uh, but uh, Jordan, let's let's start out with uh, you kind of reminding our listeners and everything about who you are and uh, where you're from and all that. Sure, sure. So um, I live in Virginia. I grew up in New York and moved here when I was about ten, I guess. So I'm more Virginian than New York now. Um, and uh, just started really wanting to make my own comics and manga and recently webtoons and that kind of became a thing. So just kind of started writing and. Next thing you know, I have multiple series going. I'm teamed with artists from other countries, Sweden, Philippines, all over the place, really. And we're just kind of making our own stories, trying to, you know, get in people's heads and let them explore some new ideas, hopefully. Nice, nice. Now, uh, you mentioned comics, and that's uh, actually something that me and Joey were talking about uh, even be, uh, right before we brought you on. Uh, we had uh, We had a comic creator... Uh, on last week, uh, CJ Sandow, uh, he created a rebirth of a gangster cool. and he, he used the term graphic novel, but he also used the term comic. Mm-hmm. Now, me not being too familiar with this, uh, this area, uh, is it, is it, is it, is it the proper way to refer to what you make as a comic or as a graphic novel? Well, I would say comic is like the umbrella term for any sequential art and story together in in any medium. I mean, you could say even the webtoon, the vertical scrolling on your phones. I mean, technically they're comics, right? Where they have art, Mm -hmm. they have stories, they have characters. Um, Graphic novel to me, it's more like either a complete story or at least like an arc of a story in one volume that you can purchase and kind of read front to back and have, you know, a, kind of like a conclusion of that, maybe that arc or that set of stories, you know, if it's multiple issues. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of way I see it. Um, you know, graphic novels kind of gives you the edge of it's more adult, you know, because the graphic <laughs> part in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just think of it like that way. It's more of like in a, you know, you buy it, you get a almost maybe a complete story, maybe not a full story, but at least an arc of a story in one sitting and you can read it, you know, front to back. Yeah. And then, and it's, I, I, I definitely want to be clarified on like how to properly like word it. Cause I don't want someone to get bothered or offended by me saying the wrong thing. Like, <laughs> right. I don't want to sit down and like tell like, you know, the chef that, you know, the pancakes he made is delicious and he gets offended because they're crepes, you know, <laughs> like, so um, I just want to make sure I'm using the proper term. So it's okay calling them comics then. Yeah. Because there's two different ones. So like comics could be mm-hmm. like, you know, your monthly Justice League or your monthly X-Men that you buy, you know, comics. But a graphic novel would be like the first series of Walking Dead would be like a graphic novel. And it would have like the first arc or something in there, the first storyline. So it's it's really just termed different ways. But comics kind of like the overall term, at least to me. Like it, it would really work on everything. Even manga, I mean, it's black and white. But, you know, to us, it's a comic, you know. In the East, it's a manga, but it's... It's the same thing. 
Oh yeah, true. Okay. Uh, uh, Jordan, are you uh, you a fan of pro wrestling? Um, I was before when I was growing up. I haven't really been dialed in lately. <laughs> okay, let me let me because I'm a huge wrestling fan, so I want to try to do a uh, I want want to kind of relate it to something I may understand. Sure. So you know what the you know what the Royal Rumble is? Of course. Guy wins the Royal Rumble, he goes to WrestleMania. Big time. So the winner of the Royal Rumble, that match will consider that the comic. Him winning at WrestleMania, that entire storyline is considered the graphic novel. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. See there we go. Thanks, Jordan. Now I feel I feel less dumb. (laughs) I feel like I feel like I'm being submerged back into this. I'm I'm excited. Now you're enlightened. Excellent. (laughs) Okay. Um, so we do, uh, there is a couple, um, of, uh, uh, creations that you have here, uh, that I do want to discuss. And the first one I want to talk about is, uh, Death Sin. Cause I think that was the biggest, um, uh, discussion from 2017 that we talked about. So, uh, where is, uh, Death Sin now, uh, and how has it evolved since, uh, we last spoke? So, good news is I'm actually published by a real company and Excellent. not a, um, not self-publishing, which nothing mm-hmm. wrong with self-publishing, but it's very difficult, and I just don't have the time with working and family to do yeah. that whole job of self-publishing and creating. Um, so it's published right now by Caliber Comics, which is awesome. They spun off their own line into Cal- Caliber Manga, and mine is the first series that they've launched under that banner. Um, so right now it is available, of course, the whole first volume, which collects the first four issues of the book um, in, the, in one hard copy that you can buy. Um, funny thing is that I actually have fans buying it and getting copies in the mail, and I haven't even held the real copy yet. So <laughs> it's kind of funny because they're sending me pictures of them holding it, and I'm like, "Can I hold it now?" <laughs> um, which in a couple weeks I'll get it. You know, I'd rather it be available for the fans first. It's fine. I know the story anyway, so it's no big deal. <laughs> no big yeah. deal for me. Um, as far as where it's gone, you know, it's uh, it's been a journey. Um, after we spoke back three years ago. Um, I did have a run with a company that was going to publish it and they ran a Kickstarter and it was this whole dramatic thing where they stole the money that was raised and, you know, my name was attached, three grand went away, you know, it's like a whole, it was a whole thing. So I've slowly been trying to mail these people at least some copies. I mean, I printed a bunch from years ago, so I'm in the process of figuring out the best way to mail something to to these backers because I feel terrible that um this guy did this like this to us but you know it is what it is you learn and you grow gotcha. now uh uh how did you find uh or how did you and caliber comics come together then so actually facebook i'm in a lot of groups um art groups writing groups comic groups all kinds of stuff like that anime manga groups and I just saw someone post in there, um, my, you know, the editor, one of their big editors, Andre, that, you know, they're looking for these manga style stories because they're going to launch a new line pretty much. And yeah. I just threw my hat in the ring and sent what I had and they absolutely loved it. So it was really a blessing. Kind of came together. It's kind of like end of last year, December time frame. And then, of course, the pandemic kind of pushed the release back because, you know, it, uh, that changed it everything. everything back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it changed everything. Um, so it just released like, you know, two weeks ago or so now, the end of yeah. June. Yeah, I saw, I, I have it uh, up here on Amazon. It got released on the 24th. Uh, uh, it's released as paperback, which is awesome because I, I, I'm so a huge fan of like actually physically owning something, whether it be like, you know, DVDs and books and stuff like that. 
Um, nothing against our sponsor Audible for the audiobooks, but um, it's like when when I go to C2E2 and everything, and like I always see like comics and stuff there, like that it, it gives me like a, a more sense of pride of actually physically owning something. Yeah, because like I actually have it, and um, I think and. God, I mean, even the price is, is amazing for what you're selling this for and everything. And, uh, the, the graphics look amazing. I, uh, I noticed, um, <clears throat> your illustrators here, and I, you know how bad I am with names, but is it, <laughs> is it Peony Lee? You got it. You're doing good and, today. <laughs> you got him. Prussian. Now, I'm not going to be, I know I'm not going to be three for three, but, uh, Latika Morgando? Uh, close. close. Leticia. Gotcha. Now, uh, are they illustrators, uh, from Caliber Comics or so, did you guys know each other no. before? No, okay. no, no. So Peony was the original artist from issue one to four and gotcha. they bowed out a few years ago now. So I had to kind of do some shuffling with different mm-hmm. artists to start the story on issue five going forward. And that, and, um, Miss Morgado there, she's actually the one who did the cover that you're seeing on Amazon right yeah. now. And she's, you know, now doing the interior pages. So, we're working on volume two. Um, again, the pandemic has changed some things because yeah. her schedule itself is like she lives off her art. So it's, you know, she's got to take the bigger jobs first and then we're doing our thing. So we're slowly getting back to like the grind of it. I got you. I got you. You just want to uh, kind of remind everyone just a little backstory on deaths and uh, just like what what is it about? Not what, obviously you don't want to give away the entire story, but just just a brief background of sure. what the uh, the story is about. Sure, sure. So um, follows this kid Connor. He's a regular high school kid, about seventeen years old. Um, his whole life, you know, there was these incidents that would happen to him where he would lose consciousness and a darker personality would take over his mind. And he didn't really know what was happening during these episodes. It only happened a few times in his past when he was a little kid. Uh, being now in the, you know, almost 18, almost a grown up, it started happening again. And this time it happens weekly. So he'll black out. And when he comes to, he's like watching himself pretty much murder people, sinners. And mm. it's, he has an ability to take their soul. And absorb it. And when that happens, that sinner goes to hell and gets punished by demons for whatever terrible things that they did in their life. And poor Connor watches this every night, these people being pretty much tortured and punished for their sins and has no idea why this is happening to him and where did this come from and can he master this power? Can he stop this? What can he do? And the story is really about him coming to terms with who he truly is and why does he have this power and you know, is he really all human? Is he part demon? What exactly is this? And even once he figures it out, what does he do with it? Can mm-hmm. he control it? Can he maybe save people? At the same time of, you know, all of that craziness going on for the poor kid in high school, uh, he's being shadowed and hunted by a team of exorcists that no matter what, they cannot let the truth come out that there's demons and spirits and things like that happening in the world. So he's kind of stuck between good, bad, dark, light, and really who is he at his center? Does he have choice or is he going to give in to, you know, his darker side? Gotcha. Now, <clears throat> this is volume one that's uh, released currently on Amazon and it's issue one through four. Uh, could you give us an idea of like how many volumes are there going to be in this? Uh, is this going to be just, you know, it's continuing on. There is no end right now or do you have an no idea? End. No, well, no I've wrote a ton of issues already. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, years ago I was writing them. I went through like, I was just writing them for like oh, six months in a row. It was crazy. So I would say, um, you know, the story's, it's pretty long. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of characters that have to be introduced that haven't even really been talked about yet in the, even in the first volume. Um, I would say we're going to kind of go for the volume release or graphic novel type release where you're getting multiple issues in one book. So this one has all four. It's about 160 pages, maybe 170. So we're going to probably shoot for that level of volume two, which would probably collect another four vault, four issues of the book. Gotcha. Um, and honestly, it could go on for a while. I mean, I've written probably – 50 to 60 chapters at this point. I have to even look. I don't even know anymore. I'd have to go back and look. But the story just pretty much from this point on just explodes with action and you're, you're kind of drawn like who are you, who is the reader going to side with? Is it these exorcists who are supposedly good but kind of do some bad stuff? Is it Connor? Is it the other group that's tailing him as well? Like what is, you know, what is going on? So it's a pretty big story, but I love it. It's one, it's definitely my most favorite. You know, series I've done. Awesome. Now, for you being the the creator of this, uh, releasing and everything, is there a benefit to releasing a volume over than each issue separately? I would say there is. So in this case, I, I you know, since I already had them all done mm-hmm. and released, they were able to compile them. Um, there, I would say, you know, if you could release it as a volume, it's better because not only can can you absorb a lot more story as a reader than just 20 pages or 30 pages you're getting 160 or 70 pages so it really gets you in there but i i honestly you know with the price it's just worth it you know it's really worth it but now that we're already past this and issue five is being done i wouldn't want to wait you know a whole year to get all of them I, i would want issue five to at least come out so if people wanted to jump into the next chapter they had a chance or if they wanted to wait they could wait yeah, and I and I could definitely see a benefit of having this because you got four stories pretty much in one right now, or like four four issues of the story in one. So I totally get that. And this death sin uh, is related to the uh, webtoon death sin that you released uh, yeah. previously. Same thing. Yeah. Same okay. Thing. And uh, I also noticed on webtoon there is a deck of fates uh, that you're you're bringing back. Yeah. So deck of fates is interesting. It was um really my first serious attempt to to do this newer vertical phone you know type of reading because it's mm-hmm. now like the next big thing pretty much so it was my real first attempt i've always wanted to do a, a fantasy story um, with magic and, and different things so i just you know designed a story around magic and and characters and built it from there uh the first real arc of this story was illustrated by um, one artist and then they had to unfortunately quit to get a full-time job and I had to replace them with a team. But I took a little bit to get the art going, um, kind of back to what I wanted it to be, but they finally kind of did. And we had a huge following there. It's been read over 2.2 million times on webtoons and has mm-hmm. over 30,000 subscribers. So it's really, really a popular series over there. Um, back in 2017, I was aiming to be featured through webtoon, um, but we just couldn't get it because I think, the art thing and the money thing kind of the money thing really just ran out of money <laughs> to be able to gotcha. pay the artist. So it took a hiatus for a few years, um, but we're back and ready to do it. Same team that we had originally. And, and we've all grown. I've grown as a writer tremendously since 2017, 2018 and the artists and colorists have grown tremendously as well. Awesome. Yeah. Cause uh, I'm not, 
Because I'm looking at Webtoon right now, and I noticed so we got Death Scene on here that uh, is categorized as horror, mm-hmm. and uh, Deck of Fates is categorized as action. Yeah. Uh, is there a is there a, a difference in process between writing for horror, writing for action, or is the process pretty much the uh, the same as you go through? Uh, well, no I would say for horror, no, because I, I kind of have to go into a really dark dark mind space to write deaths in when we're talking about the demons and punishing people. Like, you know, you're writing about hell, so you kind of really want to instill that otherworldly, scary, eerie, demonic feeling when you're writing that. And the art has to kind of show that. With this one, I mean, it's serious and there's action in this fantasy, but it's a different mindset. It's more um, adventure, more you know, with magic, you, you really got to push that envelope, right? Everyone's seen mm-hmm. magic before, so what can you do to make it a little um, a little special or a little different? What's what's my version of that, in other words? Yeah. Now, and uh, so obviously, now you're writing, and then you have all these, uh, you have these other people who are creating, like, these characters and these drawings. Um, do you kind of give them an idea of what you want the characters to look like, or they just kind of read what you give them, and they just kind of create from that point? So there's two versions. So one version is, I mean, I do give them some direction in my mind of what I think they look like. And a lot of mm-hmm. times I'll, I'll scour the internet for references of like, Hey, this hat is cool. This robe looks good. I like this type of wand, you know, that kind of stuff. But of course they have to make it their own. They can't, you know, copy that. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I'll do that. And then once, you know, I've noticed, more on the character design is really more reference and in, in me explaining it. But once we're going and, you know, action scenes are going on and stuff like that, um, I really let the artists try to use their own version in their mind of what's happening. And it honestly, weirdly enough, nine out of 10 times, it lines up to what I'm even, what I was envisioning in my head. And I try to write it as if it's animated so I can give yeah. that fluid motion and they, they nail it like almost every time. So it's I really love cool. when that happens. That's so it, amazing. It's just, honestly, when I get these chapters, I just stare at them like, this was in my mind and now I'm looking at it. You know, it's it's just wild. Still to this day, all these years later. Well, and uh, and that, and that's one of the cool things, like especially like when we get to talk with you and like learn about all the, uh, the projects you're working on. Because uh, even when you mentioned back then is you don't always stop at one project. You're working on multiple things at once. And you always keep going. And uh, I do want to talk a little bit about... Uh, this new webtoon you have coming out, The Fallen, and get a little backstory on that. Yeah, sure. So The Fallen is a story. Um, I really am super into like the biblical stories of like the the war in heaven and fallen angels and, and the mm-hmm. Nephilim and all this stuff. So I decided I wanted to make a story kind of rooted in that tale, but make it my own. So The Fallen will be another Webtoon, so it'll be full color, it'll be vertical, it'll be released on Webtoon and other sites like that, you know, that you can read on your phone, and it'll follow a child of a fallen angel who laid with a human, and the son, unfortunately, has been raised by this father of his, being told that humanity hates him because he's part divine. When in the real world, in the real truth, the father's waging a war against humanity, wiping out people all over the world, and the kid's never allowed to leave his castle. So he has no idea. He's told that his dad's a war hero and that he's protecting them from humans and they killed his mother and all this terrible stuff, when in reality the dad is the monster and he's out there massacring humans and has the mother 
you know, locked up in the dungeon. And when the, when the child Ezekiel finds his mom, he realizes everything he's been told is a lie and they escape. And it's really his journey into discovering what the world really is. And, you know, being betrayed by his own father and how does he fight him and how does he protect humans from the monster that is his father. I'm not gonna lie, it sounds amazing. It, it's such a good <laughs> story, man. It's literally, it's, it's the first story I ever really wrote when I tried to do it. I tried to make it a, a comic once, a manga once. I've tried so many ways to get this story done and it always fell apart. An artist left, they quit, they, did one issue and left, and and it feels like now I'm with the right artist. Uh, his name's Earl. He goes by Eisen Kuhn. Um, but he, me and him are going to do it as a webtoon, and it's going to be great because Ezekiel, you know, he, he becomes an adult pretty quickly in the story. He's only a kid for a little bit. And um, his powers are he's linked up with actually the Angel of Death, so he's going to have a scythe and the robe, and he's going to learn Death's powers. It's, it's such a good story. I can't wait. I really can't wait for that one. That's that's really cool. You ever uh, you ever think of looking into making these like web series like live action? I would believe me if I could, <laughs> I would. I would love to make it live action or animated. I really want to see something animated. I mean, I love anime. Yeah. I, that's, I've always grown up with it, and if I could just get one of these things animated, I know people would love it. The stories are good and the art's good. It's just getting it out there, you know, getting people to to really rally behind them. You know. I got you. I got you. Um. All right, so I'm looking on Facebook here, which actually uh, your page is, uh, you changed it from Fallen Manga Studios to uh, Creationist Life. Uh, do you, uh, what, what's with the change? Like, how come, uh, how come the name change? So, oddly enough, I just, as I was kind of, I was on a hiatus of creating for a while, mm-hmm. and, you know, I kind of came back and, you know, started, found a new artist, and Deck of Fate started up, and... I just, the creative energy just hit me again this year, really heavy, like really last year, this year. And I wanted to just rebrand and I wanted creationist life to be really a page or a story of writers or artists working together to tell their stories online. And it's just something that I decided, you know, fallen manga is great, but I'm not doing just manga. I'm doing webtoons and I'm doing colored stuff and, you know, I wanted yeah. to just branch out and, and make it more of a, um, you know, a creator. That's kind of what you are, right? As a writer or an artist, yeah. you're creating. So I just really felt like it's time to change it up a little bit and, uh, you know, make that change. I gotcha. Um, and, uh, Divinity, um, why can't I remember it? Manga. Divinity <laughs> manga. Uh, I see, I see that's also coming, uh, soon as well. And, uh, want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so Divinity is an interesting story, um, and unfortunately it may be put on hold just a little bit longer because I'm gonna, the team that was doing that are actually the Deck of Fates team. So I think we're gonna jump on Deck of Fates for a little bit and then get back to Divinity at another, probably another time. Um, but Divinity is a really cool story. Um, it's about a kid, again, high school. He's an artist. He loves to draw and, you know, he's trying to go viral on an art app that, you know, all the kids use and everyone, you know, knows. And one day while he's standing there waiting for the bus to come, someone from behind pushes him into the street and he gets run down by a bus. Mm. Next thing you know, he's standing there as a spirit looking at his body on the ground, totally confused of what's happening, realizing that there actually is an afterlife. And as he stands there, he notices that 
there's beings in, in robes standing on the side of the wall, you know, on the sidewalk there. Some of them have creepy appendages. They just, they don't look human and they're chanting in some weird language and he's freaking out, obviously, going, what is happening here? And they begin to attack him and send like shadows at him and energy at him. And before he's destroyed by it, a being descends with angelic wings and saves the boy and tells him, come with me or you can stay here. And he goes and it's pretty much his journey through the afterlife. He ends up in hell for a while and realizing what's there and living through that. And he kind of ascends from that point onwards. It deals with a lot of his um, reincarnated lives that he's had in the past. He learns who he was before. He's had multiple lives. And he learns that he's part of this cosmic tapestry from the ancient history up to modern day of not only just Earth, but creation in general. So it's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. It's going to be color. It's going to be wild there's going to be you know other realms and heavenly worlds and you know other types of magic all kinds of stuff but i think i'm going to wait a little bit yeah it sounds like a story that's actually made for cartoon joe it actually does it feels very much like that it feels like uh it sounds like a modern dante's inferno kind of i really wanted to show like an afterlife and and what it would be and what it could be i guess i would say and unfortunately for the poor kid, his name is Magnus, as he's traveling through the tunnel of light to go up, he sees someone in hell run, asking for help and running. And he fortunately goes down there trying to help this person and gets stuck in hell. So then he has to gotcha. kind of travel through there, get out of there, go up, and it's going to be his journey through the uh, realms of the afterlife. Nice. Well, it's actually perfect because uh, you, you may not know this, Jordan, but uh, since uh, you've been on uh, – Joy has actually been hired by Jesus himself to uh to run some uh some weekly meetings on Sunday mornings. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah, I got I got a, a master's in divinity since you've been cool. on and uh, I've been serving as a pastor for uh, about a year and a half. Yeah, awesome. thanks. Thanks. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, we should link up because I got angels in here and fallen and magic and all kinds of yeah, I really stuff. dig it. It sounds like it's it's really right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I like it. Well, good. I'll make it. It's just uh, that team kind of said, let's try Deck of Fates again. It's like this itch that we've had since we stopped doing it. And we oh, never you got to really, follow it. You yeah, follow. we we really are like, we got to do this. Like, it's so, super important. So mm-hmm. we're, we'll get we'll get back to Divinity, I think, pretty soon. Um, but for now, I think we're going to just try Deck of Fates for a little bit and see what happens. Yeah, nice. it's just it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, I could do five things at once, but you know, well, I I can write. I mean, I can. That's the whole thing. Is like, yeah. as a writer, you can do multiple things. Like, Destin's written how many chapters? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of done. You know, Deck of Fates. I did write a lot already, so it is done. I mean, it's not the writing part; it's the art. The art takes yeah. longer. But it's a lot harder. So I got gotcha. you. Yeah. No, and and I I'm I'm happy you bring that up. Because I want to explain to you now why you've made me feel like shit. Oh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, also, you may not know this, but since last time you've been on, uh, me and Cartoon Joe decided that we're going to try to uh, create a short story book okay. um, for Halloween. Because uh, during the month of October, we do like uh, we, we change this freaking show to this freaky show. Oh, and we dedicate the entire month to Halloween. And during the uh, month of Halloween, uh, Cartoon Joe, 
brings his friend, the Freak Joe, over, and he kind of does some readings and stuff during the month of October. So me and Joe are like, hey, why don't we create our own short storybook and we can release it and publish it? Okay. Um, and we're like, we're going to deadline this to October. And I wanted like 20-something stories. I wrote one. So, in, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I achieved so much. But then I talked to Jordan, who created like five different worlds. It's a discipline. You just well, gotta I'll, it. I'll tell it's you am- this. Though. It's amazing work. I, I don't, I, I don't, don't, don't be offended by what I said. I was just kidding. That's too funny. Just, just no, but- I, I was just gonna say, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is when you are because you're, you gotta think, right? You're making characters and humans or. Yeah. whatever whatever you're doing they all have their own personalities they may have their own powers they have their own looks what world did they exist in so you have to world build to an extent and yes i could do multiple ones but i have to be careful because i don't want them to mirror each other in any kind of yeah. way mm-hmm. and you know even powers like if you're dealing with superpower stuff like everyone has abilities well you don't want to have an ability in destiny that's in deck fates like you want to be completely different so it it is you do have to be cognizant of that to like not overlap or make the same type of character. Yeah, and, and that's and and that's what's really cool. Just from like you know uh, seeing what you've done with uh, Death Sin, uh, seeing what's on Webtoon with Deck of Fates, uh, hearing about Divinity and uh, the Fonts. Like it's like they're so far. Like they're not they're not way far apart from each other to where if you're focusing on one, you can never focus on the other. But they're far enough away to where like you you won't double up on things, and I think that's yeah. really cool that um, because people have that creative mind to do stuff like that, and you obviously do. Um, I do not. I I wrote one story <laughs> about a fucking viaduct that's literally six <laughs> miles from my house that I just took a real life scenario and tried to make it more ghostly. Mm. Um, but being a being a creator and being an artist that you are, or a creator uh, author that you are. Uh, do you have any advice for me or Cartoon Joe on how we should attack this novel and hopefully get it done before October? So, how far are you? I wrote one story off 20. Yeah, he 20. I've done nothing. Yeah. Joe has done nothing. <laughs> I write I write a 15 to 20 minute speech every week, so I'm kind of... Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can't piss so, off Jesus, so... Here's, here's how I do it. So, <laughs> when I'm going to write, I need... I got to put on headphones. I actually have noise canceling headphones that I oh, wear. Oh, nice! And I need music, and it just depends on what story it is. It, it's <laughs> certain type of music can get me in the mood, and and once I get in there and I start writing, I I can take. I, I mean, I can do it. Now I've hit writer's block. Everyone has done that and had that yeah. before. But when the iron's hot, you got to strike. So if you're feeling like creative or you have an idea, you know. If you can do that later that day, you don't want to forget it. So put it in your phone, write it down, and then later that day, sit down and just try and see what happens. And that's really what, honestly, a lot of this comes from. I mean, hearing you guys say creating all these different worlds that I'm doing, it, I guess it sounds impressive, but to me, it doesn't really. It, it's I'm used to. It. I know what it. I, I just have it. You know, I don't know where oh, it came from. It's no, just it's, something that it's I can, impressive, man. This, I mean, the only thing I've ever done together is my lights and darks and the washer one. <laughs> So, and yeah. then of course finding the artist, and then you want yeah. it to look a certain way, and then you want the characters to look a certain way. That I've been really blessed. I've just got it. You know, I've had the right people to work with, and like I said, they really pick it out of my brain. I mean, I explain what I want, and I can write a scene. I think pretty good, 
Um, but my, my whole thing when I write is I see it animated as like an anime would be. And I just write what I see in my mind. And then I, I kind of think, how would this character say this? And even, you know, sometimes with that, you gotta say it out loud as weird as it sounds just to hear how it actually sounds when someone says the sentence that you just wrote. Sometimes you have to do that just so it doesn't sound, you know, artificial and weird. Oh yeah. Do you, uh, now just, just a quick personal question. Do you live alone? Do you have family? Oh no, no, no. I have, um, I have my daughter, I'm a girlfriend and two of her, two of her sons. So we have a full, full thing going over here. So finding the time and full-time job. Yeah. So, time. so when you're, when you're reciting these sentences out loud of people from hell or, uh, <laughs> uh, stuff like that, do they ever like wonder what the hell's going on? Or um, I try to do it, it after bedtime. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> when, when I do that, yeah. Otherwise I'll get some weird looks. I mean, it's gotcha. before, but, uh, like I said, that one, one day if I'm Saturday morning and I'm like, I gotta write this or I'm gonna forget, mm-hmm. it, you know, it might, it might happen. They might see it. So, Death Sin is available on Amazon. Yep. Uh, you got a deck of cards, which is coming back on Webtoons. I believe that's, uh, it was, uh, in the fall, correct? Um, we're starting actually yesterday is literally yeah. the first panel's been drawn. So, we're aiming for, we're gonna do an episode a week on Webtoons. And we're gonna, maybe about 15 to 20 panels per episode. Just kind of see how that goes. I'm going to have a backlog done though. So before I start releasing, I'm probably going to be about six in to to it already. So I would say we're in July. He's already drawn now. I probably would say, it depends how fast he goes. Maybe like by the end of September, we'll actually release and I'll actually probably have five to six that I have in, in the stockpile. I always like to kind of have a build up just in case life happens and we got to take a little break. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, where can our, uh, well, before I ask, Joey, you got anything you want to ask, uh, Jordan? Good talk, Joe. Sorry, um, I, I hit the mute button. No, nah, yeah, no, it's cool. No, it's cool. <laughs> you, you dozed off. I get you. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Go back no, to I'm good. Thank you. No, though. Yeah, get it's away. very informative. Stop, stop talking to my guest. Go back to you. <laughs> uh, Jordan, uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find uh, you on social media so they can keep updated on releases of your new uh, projects? Sure, sure. So we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Um, I'm actually getting my website redone as well. So if you want to find us, it's Creationist Life. It spells kind of weird when you spell it out. So we're looking at C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-I-S-T-L-I-F-E. So you'll be able to find us right there, .com, and then Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram. Just type it in and you'll find us. You'll see Destin and Deck of Fates are all over the place. Perfect. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, link all the uh, – We'll put all the links that you sent us in the show notes, and then uh, when this show gets released and everything, it will be up on our social media so people can find you uh, from our page as well. Oh, there's one more. Uh, yeah, go for it. We are Patreon. on Patreon. Yeah, you'll get behind-the-scenes artwork. I'm kind of getting back into Patreon again. It's been a while. Um, so if you want to pledge there, you'll get art before anyone else sees it. It's kind of cool. And it's like a dollar a month or something. You can, nice. There's different tier levels. But, yeah, you definitely get some cool stuff as one of the one of our patrons. Awesome, awesome, Jordan. I do appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Um, and we we gotta be back on sooner than three years from now. Yeah, um, it's just way too long. Yeah, I, I'll take care of it. Not not not, <laughs> not Mister Mutie over there. Thank here. you. Someone's so, gotta take care of it. I appreciate right. it. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna plug a sponsor, and then uh, we'll be back. Thank you.
This freaking show is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like, uh, if you like to read as much as I do, if you enjoy a good book, head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet. Maybe you don't like to read. Maybe you like to have things read to you. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet and you will get a 30 day free trial plus your first credit toward a free book. Uh, I recommend during this, this, time of extended uh, uh, staying at home to, to pick something longer, something really good, maybe something by Stephen King, maybe check out The Stand or It or any of the Dark Tower books. Anything in that category, you're going to find something that's at least 30 to 40 hours long, which is going to get you through a whole week of listening. Um, so head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet today. Hey, Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? I am freaking thinking about, honestly, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's straight chalk at this point, but I'm still thinking about fitness and, and our diets and stuff. Um, today was the first day this week since we started the new one that I've actually been able to actually start it because of, uh, I didn't make it to the grocery store until yesterday. Mm. So, uh, yeah. And so, uh, it's, <coughs> it's been good. It's, it was, uh, I felt very satisfied today. I had a couple of great salads and, um, I feel great. So other than, other than being a little sleepy, I'm not sure what's up with that, but uh, I'm sure it'll sort itself out. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What are you freaking thinking about? Well, I mentioned last week there was a surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ashley's back home. Mm-hmm. Ashley's turning 21. Taking Ashley, taking Ashley drinking. Nice. The, the, the last child of our family is finally 21, of, of our immediate family. It's finally of legal drinking age. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, I'm excited for uh, her birthday, uh, July 16th, uh, this Thursday, turning 21. Super excited to go out. And I got to find a way because I'm assuming we're going to do something for her birthday. I know I got to take her out drinking. And I pray to God that this date fucking happens. So yeah. big, big, big weekend for Travis. Uh I'm working on some wood projects still and everything. I'm probably going to start working on that trunk here soon as well to get that refinished and everything. Um, but mostly taking my sister out to get drunk. That's what I'm excited for. Nice. <laughs> hey, Joe. Yes. And every week our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour a week of Cartoon Joe just isn't enough for our listeners, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Guys, just a reminder, pick up your This Freaking Show merchandise at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Search TFS. Pick up your shirts, notebooks, pins, uh, magnets, stickers, cell phone cases, laptop cases, pillows, tapestries, uh, wall art, uh, etc. Swashers, St. Tops. Uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We can find all the updates on the release shows that we do with all of our guests, like we do with Jordan Trokey today. Uh, again, thank you for him being on. Uh, links to all his stuff will be in the show notes as well in our social media um, at the release of the episode. Make sure you uh, catch our episodes every single week on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean just by searching this freaking show. And that's all I got. As always, I am Travis D. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.